This is The Deal with Nisim Black. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on The Deal today. I have a wonderful guest who I'm so excited to interview. Ariel Fitzpatrick is a singer, songwriter, and content creator born and raised in Montreal, Canada. She's better known for her skits on TikTok and Instagram where she goes by the name Ariel Fitz. And in less than a year, she has collectively garnered a following close to 2.5 million across all her socials. Ariel has a huge passion for music and has been singing since the age of four, and she grew up in the church alongside her older sister, singing. And to date, the duo continues to sing together, the Fitzpatrick sisters. So, Ariel, thank you so much for joining me today on The Deal. I do appreciate it. Uh, you're coming from the cold continent of Canada. I know it's not a continent, but it's almost like you guys are up there by yourselves because I feel like Canada never gets enough love. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Take me through your journey. What inspired you not only to commit to creating content, but you're doing faith-based content. You're doing Christian content uh, on the platforms, which isn't so prevalent. Well, it's it kind of began basically at the ending of 2020, where I was already on YouTube. I was doing like hair tutorials and beauty tutorials, and I was just getting really, really tired of it, to be honest. Like I always you know, wanted to be on social media and be my own creator and all that stuff. I wanted to be able to express myself more. felt like I had more of a personality to give that I couldn't showcase through my hair videos. So, And plus, there was like a lot going on as well. I didn't know where to go in life. I was just confused. So I remember a very specific day where I got down on my knees and I went on my, like, by my bed. And I was literally like so frustrated. And I came to God frustrated. And I was like, God, like I need a change. I don't know what to do. I'm like, the school route wasn't working for me. This route wasn't working for me. So I'm trying this. So I was like talking to him pretty like in a pretty anger, uh, sorry, anger, in a pretty like angry mood. And I said, okay, here's the thing. There's a new thing that's popping called TikTok and I want to try it. I said, if it's for me, then bless it. If it's not for me, then, you know, just let it flop and then I'll figure something else out. And long story short, I started creating content. I had no intention really to create faith-based content. That wasn't really my goal. I never had a problem with it, but I wasn't thinking about it. But it kind of just naturally flowed into that because I wanted to make day-to-day relatable content. And honestly, God is in my day-to-day. Like in every little thing I do, I'm talking to him or having some kind of discussion or being reminded of God in everything. So it kind of naturally just came out that way. And people really related to it, which was kind of surprising to me but I was happy about it because I'm like okay cool so now I could actually talk about God but be myself at the same time so that's kind of where it started (laughs) right right I'm not a huge user of social media myself but obviously it's there you can't escape it everybody sees it right yeah do you believe though because you were able to take it and make it more faith-based content right that it's improved social media a little bit you feel like more people are getting improvement for it because at the end of the day it's funny stuff is comedy you're putting on stunts you you know um you're doing your thing but at the same time you feel like people leaving with something from it yeah at first I didn't really notice that it was really having that much of an impact on people I was just doing it thinking that you know whatever this is just chill it's for fun And it's really when my parents one day they were like, no, Ariel, like this is actually good for social media, doing some good for people. It's honestly when I started receiving all these messages 
from people saying like, oh my goodness, you have no idea what your content does for me. Your content literally made me start talking to God again. I forgot about this. And I'm like, oh, wow. So I'm happy that um, I can do this on social media because, you know, people said sometimes they're tired of seeing the same old, same old all the time. That doesn't necessarily bring like a good change. So yeah, I definitely see that it actually does affect people in a good way. And I'm happy that I can do that. That's amazing. So you have over 2 million followers with 2 million people turning to your account every single day. Now, this is obviously amazing, and I'm sure it didn't happen overnight, although it may feel like it happened overnight, whatever request, or maybe it did. Do you feel because of that you have a lot of pressure? Um, people are like, people are watching me, you know? Um, yes, but to be honest, because I'm I'm a PK, so I'm kind of like used to that feeling of people always like looking at me and expecting things of me. And it, it probably used to bother me. Got it. PK meaning a preacher's kid. Yeah, sorry, preacher's kid, yeah. You got to explain that to my audience. <laughs> Nobody know. everybody was like a PK. Everybody's probably like at the moment they seen us like on Google, like what's a PK? So I, okay, preacher's yeah, kid. So when you grow up as the preacher's kid, like you kind of feel that pressure already. And it used to bug me more before. But as I got older, I started being able to just handle it better where I know like you can't please everybody. And I think the most important thing for me is that I please God and that I'm the best example that I can be. But I think the pressure that's still kind of like I feel more is um when people ask me questions and they're like, okay, hey, well, this is what I'm going through my life right now. And I feel like you can help me. And I'm just like, sometimes I really don't know what to say. Sometimes I don't know. Because sometimes people look at you and they think you have all the answers because they think you know your Bible so well and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm still growing too. So sometimes I feel like I do feel that pressure where people think I could, I have the answers for them for everything. And I don't. And But I try to be as honest and down to earth. So whenever I try to give my advice, I come from a place of like, this is what I've been through. This is what God has taught me so far. So I could tell you X, Y, Z. But yeah, that's the kind of pressure that I feel most. No, I totally understand. No matter how you look at it, you're putting yourself out there, especially even if you're a person of faith. Have anybody left negative comments on your stuff? And how do you approach it? And do you respond to them? You know, how do you approach when you get negative feedback? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. People leave negative comments. It's not a lot. Thank God. Like, the positive always outweighs the negative like by so far so it doesn't bother me I think too because I was on YouTube before it kind of prepared me for all of that so negative comments sincerely do not bother me I rarely extremely rarely answer those kind of comments unless I see it's something that needs to be rectified I don't know I guess because when you have so much positivity coming in it's so hard it's really so hard to focus on the negative and a lot of times the negative is people not even understanding you correctly or sometimes it's people just trying to not even sometimes I have to remember they're not coming after me sometimes they're just coming after God you know like whatever maybe they don't believe in God so they're just upset with what I'm saying or you know those kind of things so I don't allow that to bother me because see me myself I agree with you I feel like if it's somebody who's like anti-God like that's a complete waste of time you know what I mean because yeah, it's yeah. like you're trolling for no reason at all yeah. in that case but when it's maybe people who are members of the same faith or the same community that question uh, your devotion to God or your devotion to, to faith because you don't fit their textbook of what it's supposed to be you know what I mean gets a little bit tougher so I'd imagine that it'd be a little bit harder to refrain from some of those those ones sometimes maybe yeah those are the ones that are like out of all the negative comments it would mostly be coming from the Christian community and just like you said it's because you don't fit what they think should be a Christian so it's kind of like you know the way I do my hair or the fact that I wear makeup 
just the fact that I laugh in my videos or right, right, comedy. Right. There's so many opinions about that. So I'm like, I can't please you all. You know what I mean? So that's why it doesn't bother me. Completely understand it. So a lot of the stuff that you do is uh, biblical stories. I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite story that you would say from from the Bible or, you know, spiritual? Well, one of my favorites. It's hard to choose a favorite. (laughs) But one of my favorites is the story where Daniel was praying and fasting. And Mm. yeah. And then um, he didn't know at the time. But then when the angel finally came with the message, the angel's like, oh, by the way, Daniel, God answered you from your first day. It's just that we were fighting. It was like fighting the Prince of Persia. I was fighting with the Prince of Persia. Yeah. Right. I thought that was so, I still think that's like so cool. Like, and he's like, hey, he gives this message. He's like, hey, I got to go back and help the others now. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's like a nice look into the spiritual realm. And no, it definitely is. It's that's actually one of my favorite stories. It's very interesting you mentioned that. I talk with this about my kids and try not to scare them a lot yeah. or whatever, because <laughs> not, not only that, Daniel was very, very afraid when he sees it. There's a, so many different details inside of that story. He's stricken with fear, so much so he can't even stand up. Angel has to give him power to be able to stand up. The other two people with him, they're scared, and they don't even know why they're scared. Yeah. They didn't see it. It's, it says he saw it. They didn't see it, but they got scared. It's a very interesting thing. So one of our very you know holy commentaries in the Gemara talks about that, that sometimes we don't see things, but what we say, our mazal, I don't even know how to translate that. See, but sometimes we have a certain intuition, a higher aspect. I'm doing butcher by trying to translate this Hebrew word <laughs> into English, by the way. You should know. But uh, sometimes there's things that we can't see, but we have some type of understanding of something that's there, even though that we ourselves can't see it. And sometimes we feel fear. Sometimes we feel, feel different things. So that story is super duper powerful. And I don't know why you haven't acted it out yet, but okay, it's all good. Yeah, I got to figure that one out. <laughs> okay. So you, you spoke a little bit before earlier about prayer. I've had n- numerous of conversations with other people about it. That's my thing. More than anything else, that's my thing. It's a little bit easier, I would say, probably in the Christian world, because it's not so much of an emphasis on study as much as there is in the Jewish world. I, I do obviously know the Christian world. I come from my father's also. I'm a PK also, you should know, uh, to be honest. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Even though it says study to show thyself approved and different things, it's not a very big cultural thing in the Christian world, especially in the African-American Christian world. So we tend to somehow fall a lot on prayer. And what I've come to find out more about my uh, about myself is that even though I prayed and I spent a lot of time on prayer, I sometimes didn't even realize the benefit of what prayer actually does, what it does for me, what it does for my success, my future, my everything, and what it does for even those around me. Everybody that's in my bubble gets some type of benefit from that prayer, that bubble that's created by my prayer. In terms of yourself, do you see that as probably being the key instrument and your way of connecting to God? Yeah, it's crazy you say that because like you said, like, okay, I was born into the Christian world, you know? So a lot of times I think the problem with that is that you get so used to the, I don't know if this is the right word, but the tradition of it all that you don't actually start recognizing how important these things that we talk about all the time are. And I always knew prayer was important because obviously, you know, Christian, you go to church, you open the church in prayer, you close in prayer, all these things. But I had to really learn when life started to hit me hard 
like really, really hard. That's when I had to learn, okay, this is not just wake up in the morning. Thank you, God, for this day. Help me get through this day, but, and then continue about my day. That's it. I had to literally create that relationship where I was to a point where I was like, okay, so I can't live without prayer right now. It's like, I have no choice but to connect with God, not just once, twice a day, but throughout the day, build that conversation with him. Like he said, bring everything to him in prayer. Like, like every little thing I had to bring to God in prayer, every little thing that I was going through, I had to realize, okay, this is how I live now. Like now I can't go through the day without praying. I used to, but now like I had to, even with the TikTok, when people always ask me, they're like, oh, well, how did you do it? How did you get successful in prayer? And I'm like, I, I'm in TikTok and I'm like, as crazy as it sounds, I prayed about it and I didn't just pray, but I believed. And I was, I took, I took the scriptures that I saw and I was like, hey, I was literally like putting it in God's face. You said this, like, if I pray about this and I believe that I've already received it, it's mine. And I had to like start practicing it every single day and I've seen the like it's crazy just this past year alone I've seen the benefits I just really started praying (laughs) and I'm seeing doors open like crazy and I'm like oh wow this thing is real and it's necessary like we can't be playing about this like just doing it for tradition's sake. Like, this is our life, you know? It's real. And I feel like, you know, so many people who have had the ups and downs, no matter the even the faith, Jewish or Lavdale Christian or whatever the case is, people that generally find themselves in a very weak relationship with God, unusually there, there's been a lack of prayer. There's a key component missing, which is the entrance to any relationship is communication. Once there's communication, then we have a relationship. Once you stop communicating, then the relationship is not that strong, no matter how close you may be to somebody. And there's certain friends and people that you'll know, and they'll always be there for you and different things like that. But without the communication, there's something missing within that bond. So that's very powerful. I'm happy you shared that with my listeners. So back to TikTok a little bit there. So not only are you a TikTok star, but you also sing. Yeah. You sing with your sister. Which one of those things play more of a part for you? Obviously, the TikTok thing is your passion. Now that you found like, wow, this is my passion, making people laugh on TikTok or whatever. Or is it more so the music and singing? Well, I don't think I can have one. No, or okay. The other. I love to create. So it's not just with music. It's with anything, with writing, with like acting, with with everything, I really, because I've been asked this question a lot, and I'm like, I really can't see myself just living one. Even before TikTok started, and I was like, yes, I want to do music, but I need to do more. I love I love all of it. I love being having my finger in, you know, almost everything. It's just, it's an important part for me. I can't just stick to one thing. So music is extremely important to me, but also is writing, creating scripts, and stuff like that. It's like, it all makes me me. <laughs> Yeah. Got it. Got it. Let's talk about musical influences. What do you listen to? Because everybody wants to know, my, you have two million people watching you. The, what are you listening to? Who do you listen to? Obviously, uh, in the Christian world, there's so much. I mean, you have a plethora of, of, of music, of great Christian music, honestly. In the modern world, also, you're more old gospel. You like more contemporary people. There's the Derek Miners, Lecrae's, Gavi's. All these guys are that really not your speed anyway. Are you rather listen to secular music? Um, I, I grew up listening to gospel. So like that was the only music allowed in my house. So I'm still it's still like it's <laughs> it still is that way. So it's like gospel's all I really listen to. Um, I grew up listening. Number one was Kirk Franklin, I would say, and um, Mary Mary 
And as I got into my teens, it turned to Lecrae and uh, Flame. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, like that, the 116 gang, I love old school music. So I love like Leandra Johnson's music and uh, choir music. So all that, it's, it's, it's a mix of all the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. All of those. So my last but not least question, I want to know about the future. What's the future for you? Do you feel like uh, you want to explore more in more so in the music world, more so on exploring other platforms of social media? I would really love to get into acting. I've always low-key wanted to do it, but now I more and more want to do it. Um, acting world, I, I want to get more into music for sure. I want to get into like being able to actually sing in front of people and, you know, perform in different cities different countries and yeah like i feel like social media will always be there but it's not like my biggest dream is to be on social media because i have i like social media but at the same time i don't i have my little you know it's not your life moments where i'm like i really don't like social media <laughs> right but you know so i, I i'm happy because it's a great tool to get me towards my bigger goals which is to actually you know be acting in movies one day or to be touring around the world or stuff like that but who knows? Only God knows. <laughs> Amazing. Listen, having done the touring part, I just let you know it's very exhausting. So just yeah. make sure you, you rest well, you eat well. I'm I'm heading out this week. I am going off to have 18 different places I'm going to. And I'm telling oh, you, wow. every bit of it can be very exhausting. So prepare yourself very much okay. so <laughs> mentally and spiritually for that. Uh, I have no doubt about it that uh, you'll actually actualize it. So uh, wishing you only the best. Thank you so much for coming on my show show and we're looking forward to hearing about even greater and bigger things by you thank you so much it's my pleasure to be here thank you thank you so much wow 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 that was an amazing conversation with ariel she is a star the kid's a star and you know what i'm gonna say the most important thing was that she talked about prayer and it's a part of her day-to-day life so many different people and i've seen this in my own career and i've seen it myself Uh, i had met with so many different up-and-coming artists and different people afterwards and like oh what'd you do what was the thing that 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 helped you to get your career going i prayed I prayed. I hit rock bottom and I had nothing else but prayer. I could only call out to God and that was that gave me all my success. I didn't call publicists. I didn't call marketing. I had no marketing dollars. I was My back was against the wall but I knew that I wanted to do something and I knew that God was going to be the one to help me and I prayed. Um, so it was so inspiring to hear somebody else, you know, different world, even different faith, different religion that said that that was the thing that helped them and inspired them to be able to figure out how to get their, their career off to the jump start that it is and just mama's amazing so as i always do i love to leave you all with the song so the song for this week happens to be one of my most favorite songs i should say that never gets any love <laughs> and the only thing i love because it came out like also eight years ago i have a song called we can that was on my self-titled album nisim from 2013 please listen to it until next time please Be strong and only go from strength to strength.
can fly high, or we can never know. We can only try, or we can never go. Only when we look inside, we have something to show. And we can lose the pride, restoration, and glow. Who could ever know the most elevated? I would have said high, but I know, so I changed. I'm dealing with a youth far away from the truth, telling you they love you with a heart that they hate with. I can only be me and seek to inspire, elevate the world, make a prince out of squire. Cause I know when they say it's time to go, my time's up. The rhyme's done, so line up. That we can live in, gone Aiden, far away with the benevolent of where heaven is. Thank you so much for listening to The Deal with me, Nisim Black. This is a Soul Shop original podcast. Our executive producer is Josh Cross. Our producer is Gilad Brownstein. Please follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at The Deal with NB. And subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast content. Please share this with your friends so that they can get this raw and riveting stuff from me, yours truly, God's man. Come on.